Hey, it's Josephine. And it's Maya. And this is People Like Us. People Like Us. The podcast. What's your name? My name is Sarah at underexposed on Twitter. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a last name. <laughs> Did you not want me to put a last name? No, I don't mind. I just okay. no one knows it. Just so double checking. <laughs> go for it. And pronouns? They them. Cool. Nice. How would you describe yourself for anyone? Just to mostly a mess, to be honest. I do a lot of creative stuff and like music journalism and poetry and all that sort of stuff kind of just figuring out what I'm supposed to be doing so yeah all yeah. the creative stuff that's, all a, the creative that's a good stuff. title <laughs> yeah yeah so what are we doing today do you want to explain um because you guys liked our dreams episode so much with my sister um we're, we're back at you with another dreams episode yes yeah talking and more about dreams and I've heard you've had some pretty strange dreams Sarah I have. <laughs> yes. And my mind is a nightmare palace. Well, let's be honest. That's exciting though. Yeah. I'm always in Like in a good way sometimes, not always. But like enough. Who wants to go first? We'll start with any weird dreams that you've had lately. I've had no interesting dreams lately, so Oh, shit. Or none that are worth sharing. Well, I feel like last time it was just me talking about like my zombie dream. Like for majority of the episode. Yeah. And, like, that hasn't happened again, so... So it only happens, like, periodically? Like, yeah. you can't just... I can't, every I can't, I can't just switch my... it on for the podcast. No, I can't. I mean, I tried. I tried, like, last night. I was, like, you know, lying in bed, just meditating. Just, like, please let me have that fucking zombie dream. Like, please, just let me... <laughs> I need content for the podcast. And then, like, my brain was like, you know what, my fuck you no we're not gonna have that we're just gonna have no dreams oh i hate that like it's just like you go to sleep and it's just constant blackness Mm. and you wake up like and it feels like an eternity's past because you've literally been staring at the depth of nothing yeah for ages yeah that happens to me a lot of the time Mm. how about as a guest you can go first because we're good hosts yeah so i was just trying (laughs) to figure out because i think that i have had a zombie dream recently But, like, now I'm looking through because I have been keeping a dream journal since the beginning of the year because I just have weird dreams. And so, like, whenever I wake up, I'm, like, quick, jot everything down that I can remember. It's always a mess. But I haven't – I don't think I can find it. But it might just be – Do you have any just, like, recollection off the top of your head? I have no idea, to be honest. I I just know that there were zombies (laughs) at some point. Mm -hmm. This just further proves my idea that there is a parallel universe that we are all slipping into – when we're dreaming and it's the zombie apocalypse and like i'm just saying but i haven't had any zombie dreams well obviously so then you're not? dead maybe yeah you're yeah. a zombie you're I mean, dead i always do say if there was an apocalypse i would be the first to die so i don't disagree with that theory yeah. sarah know? and i we're still alive like we're surviving you're probably patient zero yes <laughs> oh isn't that your dream though i just took your, no it's not your my dream. dream it's how i'm going to die <laughs> like but what if it isn't well, then I'm going to be taken by either a bear or a shark. What if I'm patient zero and you're, like, the second? Is that is that cool with you? Patient no. one? No. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but I'm one. No. The thing is, 
I made a pact with the devil upon my birth that um, if I was going to die, it was either going to be me as patient zero, I'm going to get taken by a shark, or I'm going to be mauled by a bear and then left to die in the woods and decompose in nature. Like, that's the only way I'm going. Old age isn't taking me out. <laughs> that's the rules. But yeah, dreams. Fair enough. Anyways. That's my dream to die in the woods, but yeah. Fair. Fair yeah. point. I mean, it's a great dream. Um, I suppose. Um, yes, I'm. I've realized recently, like my dreams get worse after I wake up and go back to sleep. So like sometimes I'll just like sleep through the night, and not remember any dreams. Like I'll wake up in the morning and then like be like it's too early, so I'll go back to sleep and then I'll be having the weird dreams. But recently I've been having dreams from different people's perspectives. Are you still in the dream? Like do they like you as another person? Do you see yourself? No. Hmm. Like, okay, so the dream I had last night, right, was, like, I was in prison. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was with, like, a bunch of people. Like, Heath Ledger was there. Oh. Simon from Love, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Xavier Dolan. Like, I don't know why. Like, this very random group of people. Okay. But, like, I was there. I was still there. But then I, like, switched to other people's perspectives. So, like, I switched to the perspective of, like, Heath Ledger as he's, like like put into like solitary confinement or whatever or like switch to like Simon from Love Simon and like him trying to navigate prison as like a gay teenager and it was very strange but I was also like why am I so weird <laughs> like how am I aware that I'm suddenly all of these other people as well I don't I just really don't know it was very strange so like how long were you in each person's perspective it's prison time is irrelevant. Who knows, to be honest. Especially in solitary confinement. Yes, yeah, like it was like ages, but it was also a very weird prison. But then later in the dream, like we were all giving like given lunches and we had to pay for our lunches for some reason. And I was like, that's messed up. We shouldn't have to pay to eat food. And it was like overpriced or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to go get my drink out of the fridge and I'm not going to pay for it. And then it started like this whole revolution of like, like heaps of people oh just God. grabbing like heaps of bottles out of the fridge and like and I was just like this is crazy and then Heath Ledger was like Sarah started it <laughs> I was like way to wrap me out man <laughs> but it, yeah it was just there's no camaraderie in the prison system <laughs> there is especially not with Heath Ledger apparently but That's insane yeah that was last night's dream I feel like this must be, like, indicative of, like, how much creativity you have because I feel like I would never have that dream in a million years. Do you feel that way? I don't know. I feel just, like, I mean, like, so bizarre. I've had dreams where, like, I've watched, like, a TV show or, like, I've been thinking about things and then they pop up in my dreams. And I've had, like, dreams, like, from, like, different people's perspectives where I switch, but never had a prison dream before. I think it might, yeah, I think it genuinely might just because I've been watching so many films recently, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I can probably pinpoint the prison thing to, like, having watched the Stanford Prison Experiment. Right. And then, like, having seen Love, Simon, like, three times in the past <laughs> month. Like, and then, like, I watched a Heath Ledger film yesterday, so I'm sort of like... Which one? I, um, Isle of Dogtown? No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Lords of Dogtown. <laughs> We were talking about Isle of Dogs earlier. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw I'm just that like, connection. I'm where, like, where am I? I was like, Heath Ledger's an Isle of Dogs. The one where he surfs and skateboards. Very exciting. Right. I only got like 10 minutes in and I was like, I have to go. 
but like it was enough apparently for my brain to have soaked that part of the dream in. but yeah I just need I think the solution is to stop watching so many movies but like that's just but like I'm not going to stop yeah that's like a like, bad solution <laughs> why would you do that I mean like then you wouldn't have like cool prison dreams anymore. yeah exactly so, what are you going to do to entertain yourself in the dreamscape like to mm-hmm. be honest um I have a question what's like the scariest dream that either of you have had like the one that's like Ooh. freaked you out to the core like you can definitely remember it because it was so terrible okay I when I was listening to your dreams podcast I was mm-hmm. thinking about it because you were also talking about like like have you had dreams that have like predicted the future mm-hmm. and like it's very morbid but like when I was like seven one of my family members died Mm-hmm. And, like, that night before he died, I had a dream of him dying the exact way that he did. Like, oh. like I still very vividly remember it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, that next mo- morning I'd, like, woken up and I was, like, like, so-and-so died. And I was, like, what is real? And yeah. I had, like, yeah, I didn't tell anyone about it for, like, seven years. <laughs> Just, like, oh. scarred me, like, low-key. Yeah, I can But, yeah, like... Seven. See, that's also really interesting because it's, like, familial connection. Mm-hmm. Like, I find that really cool that, like, you, it's like you knew before you knew. Yeah. And it's like, what causes that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But also, like, because I'm the kind of weirdo that believes in ghosts. <gasps> like, so we all do. I have <laughs> so, but, like, because especially with, like, that one family member, we had so many, like, ghost connections. Like, okay, now you have to tell us about all these ghost okay. connections. Yeah, you know like, we're all yeah. up in this. Okay, like, basically, like, it's on my dad's side, my grandfather, so, like, his dad. Mm-hmm. And, like, when he used to, like, live with my family, and basically my grandparents on my mom's side, my parents and, like, my grandfather on my dad's side always played cards. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'd all have, like, a glass of port when they played cards at my grandparents' place. And, like, after he died, whenever my parents didn't put out, like, a glass of port for him, the light would turn off. But, like, it wouldn't be, like, the wiring. Like, the actual light switch would be flipped off. Oh, my God. And like, it's just his way of being, like, hey, pay attention to me. I'm here. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. But also recently, since we moved house, like, things that were, like, kind of, like, low-key weird stopped happening for a bit. Like, things wouldn't be knocked off tables anymore or whatever. But, like, recently, our doorbells started ringing. Like, mm-hmm. without anyone touching it. Mm-hmm. And, like, our doorbell is just, like, a random bell sound. Yeah. But whenever it, like, goes off without anyone touching it, it's always, like, it's a small world after all. What? Which, what like, was a song that I remember for some reason I always, like, he was always playing whenever I used to, like, be with him. And, like, when my parents went to Disneyland, it was the only ride he'd go on. Yeah, and, like, the last time the doorbell played, like, on it's a small world after all it was my birthday and it was like literally 10 minutes after my dad had left so i was the only one in the house by myself oh my god it was just yeah i have many questions (laughs) okay does your doorbell play anything else besides the bell is there like an option no like there is no other switch like there's no function but like does it sound like it's like the same sort of sound that would be projected from the bell not really, no. Like, it's not like... It doesn't sound like it would be playing from a phone. Yeah. But it's not in the same bell tune. So, like, 
Your doorbell has like a like the, the button at the front, and then like it has like a plug in with like a yeah. speaker, or whatever. So it comes out of the fucking speaker. Yeah, that's insane. I kind of love it though. Yeah. Like it's such like a harmless sort of mm. yeah, like, exactly. thing, but it's like I'm here. Yeah, you know definitely yeah. who it is. That's insane. Oh my god, that's the kind of fucking experience yeah. I want. It's like so like not yeah like not violent no nothing like my whole family's had like a million different like ghost experiences mm. but like all of them have been so like like non-threatening mm-hmm. like when my brother was a baby at like my parents old house like he'd be crying in his cot at night and like by the time my parents got there like the cot would be rocking and he'd be giggling That's it's like God. sort of creepy but it's also sort of nice to be yeah. like whoever that ghost was they were yeah. looking after him yeah like, yeah oh my god See, and it's like, even if, like, you didn't believe in ghosts, it's like, how can you explain that in any other way? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's intense. Yeah. Shit. But, yeah, I can imagine how the dream would be totally scary. Yeah. Especially, like, you were so young. Yeah, and you, like, lived in our house at the time as well. So it was like I'd woken up to, like, police everywhere and, like, and, like, his well he sort of lived in our house but like it was closed off so that there was a wall between the two and there was like an extra a separate door so it's not like he could have like gone up there and have like physically seen it and then just been like it was a dream yeah but it was like so like specifically also exactly how he died Mm -hmm. that it was like very weird and i still very vividly like as a seven-year-old still remember it shit i had a dream like that like last year mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about the last one about Catherine did I tell you about that I think no, I told I you about I it I think like um, off the podcast yeah I had a dream last year like between the semester one and two break that um our friend Catherine had died and I like in my dream I woke up and everything was exactly like how it was and my mom was getting ready for work And she came in and she woke me up and she said, oh, honey, like, I don't want to, like, upset you, but Catherine died yesterday. Like, she overdosed on some painkillers. And I was like, what? She was just like, yeah, I know, like, it's really sudden. And I was like, what? Because everything was the same. And then I was like, oh, okay, great, cool. My mom was like, oh, yeah, you can, like, stay home. Like, you don't have to worry about doing anything today. Just, like, take your time. Just, like, do whatever you have to do. And I was like... Okay, and I went back to sleep, and then I woke up, and my, like, I woke up properly, and my mum was in the other room, and I was like, did you come in, like, to my room at all this morning, and talk to me, and she's like, no, I haven't been in, and I was like, mm, great, mm-hmm. and I, like, couldn't shake it that Catherine, like, was alive, mm-hmm. but I knew, like, I, like, texted her, and I was like, hey, is everything okay, and she didn't respond for, like, four hours and I was freaking out and then she texts me back and she's like yeah my dog's a big sick like what's wrong and I was oh like shit and I was so scared and I like spent the morning just in this weird like state and I just like couldn't shake the feeling that she was dead and now I'm terrified that she's gonna die <laughs> oh my god but, that is terrifying like oh jeez I can't imagine yeah like, I was um, like very upset after I had that dream yeah and it's like it feels so real because like your mum like sat you down yeah and like had a chat with yeah. you and yeah. it's like yeah all the like signs that you're in a dream aren't necessarily there mm-hmm. like yeah it's crazy it's terrifying. 
Yeah, like I've had dreams about like my parents dying, but it's never like it's never felt totally real. Mm. Like it would always be like at a funeral or like something after, and I would never have seen it happen. And I would just like wake up in the dream as if like I already know that my parents have passed. And then when I wake up, there's like a second of like that was definitely a dream. Mm. But I'll always like slowly walk down and like check, just feel like everyone's there. Okay. Yeah, I think weird. Yeah, I've also had like parents dying ish dreams, like loved ones dying, but it's always like it's never like afterwards, it's always in the lead up to. Mm. And so it's like you need to fix all of these things, otherwise this person's gonna die. Right. Or like you see something happening, you're like like someone's about to step out into into traffic or like something like that. But like it never gets to the point where they've actually died. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've seen them like nearly die and then I wake up. Yeah. Which is do you ever prevent it, like, in the dream? I don't think I've ever actually, like, gotten to the point where I have been able to. It's like I've gone to mm-hmm. and then yeah. I've woken up. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah. <sighs> I just was reminded of a weird dream that I had when you started talking about the ghosts. Like, I saw a psychic last year um, and she kind of told me that I had, like, two spirits attached to me. And there were, like, two deceased family members. One of them was my grandma's sister, Ruth, who was apparently um, queer, and they institutionalised her, and they told everyone that she was schizophrenic, and they basically did horrible stuff to her while she was there. And then the other one was my uncle, Bob, who was also apparently gay, and apparently had those two people attached to me. And, like, my house is, like, pretty haunted, or at least my room is. Like, my door will open and close by itself, like, really, like, as if someone was walking in mm-hmm. and then closing the door behind them. It's just weird. But I had a dream where I was talking to the two of them, like, a couple of months ago. And I don't think I realized that it was them, but they were like, oh, yeah, we were talking to you, like, around your birthday, like, last year. And I was like... I don't remember inviting you to my party. Like, what the (laughs) hell? And they were just like, yeah, like, we're still here. And I was like, hmm, I have no idea who the fuck you are, but, like, cool. But, yeah, I had, like, a weird dream where I talked to them. But do you think that, like, you can, like, talk to, like, people who are, like, past? I mean, maybe. I wouldn't rule it out. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it's possible. I mean, I know as well with my grandfather, my mum's mentioned having dreams where, like, she's spoken to him. Mm. Like, he's, like, told her something or let her know something. And I think, actually, now I'm remembering that I think I had one as well. But, like, he was in a dream. And, like, it's a really weird thing that I remember, like, because he used to look after me and my brother after school. And I remember, for some reason, it's very vivid that he, like, always insisted that whenever we made sandwiches, we had to butter the bread to, like, the very edges. Like, that's how you make a sandwich. There's no other way. Mm-hmm. And, like, for some reason, I had this dream and, like, like the big takeaway from this dream was like make sure to tell your mother to keep buttering the sandwiches all the way to the edges and I like mentioned it to my mum later and she was like I told him to do that oh my God. <laughs> she told him in the first place and he's just like but yeah it was like one of those weird things where it was sort of like maybe it was just a dream maybe it was something more but like I definitely think mm-hmm. that like whether in dreams or in real life I reckon you can probably there's definitely got to be a way to talk to ghosts like yeah um, when you told your mom that, was she, like, at all weirded out or, like, surprised that you would know that? I don't think so. I mean, because I think I had brought up 
or somehow she like knew at some point that he probably would have passed it on to us Mm -hmm. but like I don't know my family has always also been very spiritual so like it's no shock to either of my parents who are like this happened with a ghost my parents would be like cool tell me more like they're never like you're weird stop that like also when you're talking about like seeing a psychic my mom at one point like before we moved houses basically she put she had like a psychic party and got like a whole bunch of friends over and like they all did like psychic readings and like the first girl who went up like the whole time they're in like this one room and like this like the psychic kept being like so I'm seeing like fighter planes like World War Two. was anyone mm. in your family involved and she was like no like no way my family's been involved in World War Two. she was like that's weird I like can't stop seeing like I'm getting these like images of war and of like planes and like afterwards I kind of like asked my mom like they asked my mom about it and I was like oh like just realizing that they were doing all these readings in my grandfather's old bedroom and he flew planes in World War II oh and so like his spirit was still in there but it was just like messing up all of the reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was oh like God. typical She's, like trying to read all of the ghosts he's like planes planes <laughs> he's like you know he's, like think about me now <laughs> It was it was cool there when we went and saw like the psychic. I actually think I want to do that again this year for my twentieth. I'm gonna go and see the psychic again. Um, like for my mum, like she got no like spirits trying to talk to her, but like as soon as she was like reading my palm and she was telling me about like one of my past lives or something, she was like, "Oh, do you know someone called Ruth? Like, do you know?" And I was like, huh, "What? No." <laughs> and I was like, "Mom," and she was like that's like my mom's sister and she was just like oh yeah she's attached to Maya and my mom was like what why and she's like oh yeah because she's like she was really gay as well and I was just like okay cool great whatever (laughs) but like it turns out that um the house that we live in now like from my bedroom we like we bought the house by chance and from like the bedroom that I'm in now I can see the house that she bought before she went into the institution and like she rented it out to people so that way they could pay for her to stay there and it's a physiotherapist and I went there when I like tore my back and I used to go and get therapy in like the rooms that are there and it's like across the road from and it's just it's just weird I love ghosts I love dreams but yeah what about you Josephine what are some some dreams that you've had some dreams okay I don't have dreams often but I swear it was like right after we did our dreams episode I was like just had like two really weird nights so I'll do like the really quick one because I did do like um one of those wake up and write down everything in my head before I forget it because um like I forget them immediately it's really annoying Mm -hmm. like the other day I was trying to tell you I was like I had a really weird dream yeah but literally every time I tried to like remember who was in my dream because there were two like children that I recognized somehow there was like an older sister and then a younger brother but every time I would try and like think back to my dream like the faces were like muffled or like censored or blurred and I was like it was so frustrating because it was just like I just had it you were like explaining it to me like it was the two kids from a series of unfortunate yeah like I think because they're the only like characters I can think of that's like older sister and younger brother but I think I aesthetically mm-hmm. wise as well like the dress was sort of yeah. the same so I was like maybe it was those kids um 
the short dream that I had was literally just like one scene, but it went on for hours and I woke up and I was like, seriously? Um, but it was like me sitting at like the stereotypical, like darkly lit desk workshop thing with like a single light source, but I was like assembling a bomb, but I was very, very calm about it. Like it was just like a, like a puzzle that I was doing. So for like hours on end in my dream, I was just sitting, just like putting together some wires and stuff. And I don't know, it was just like an overwhelming feeling of calm. And I woke up and I was like, hmm, okay, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I told Jade about it and I was like, is that normal? And they were like, okay, <laughs> move on. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm. I mean, like I could have... Oh wow! I could imagine like what it would mean. Are you stressed at the moment? Like, I mean, are you yeah. trying to figure I'm shit out. Stressed. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. I also might think it's just like the amount of true crime stuff I. That's true. Put into my mind mm. all the time. Yeah. It obviously like has to take over somewhere. Cause it's like, what else am I gonna do with this information? <laughs> the other day in class, mm. we were talking about like early uses of photography and how um they used it to like do like anatomical images of people and like categorize them and then they were talking about the way that they categorized criminals and said that like if they had something like a large bulge in their head or whatever it would make them like a criminal and I was like I mean they're not totally wrong because most famous serial killers all have frontal lobe injuries because it um I have a frontal lobe injury I know this one is a the chances are higher it doesn't make you one but I'm like Chances of being a serial killer with having like a frontal lobe industry in industry injury. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, doesn't not make you a serial killer. I mean, I have double chances because um, cancerians make up the largest we know. people in prison. Yeah. I'm ready <laughs> to be murdered. It's fine. Wow. Okay. Am I a serial killer? <laughs> I love how you just question yourself. Like maybe <laughs> I did something. Maybe I blacked out. Like I don't know. Maybe. Just when it's like some sort of psychosis and yeah. went on a rampage. I'm too vegan to be a serial killer. <laughs> oh, but then there's that film Raw. Oh, no, we're not talking about that film. Um, the long one that I have is A Game of Thrones Dream. Oh my god. But like, it's not very Game of Thronesy. besides that the people in it were just from Game of Thrones. And I don't think either of you watch it, do you? No. I mean, shout out to people who do I mean, know, I know pretty much every character because of social media. Yeah. I'm going to try and but explain like, it in, like, layman's terms and, like, how you might know them from the internet. Um, are you going to channel Jonathan Van Ness in Gay of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I really love that video, though. Yeah. It's just, like, everything I love colliding. Okay, I'm going to try and read it, like, word for word as I did me half asleep, literally, when I open. Because, you know, when you wake up and, yeah. like, everything's so bright. Okay, so this is my Game of Thrones dream. So it starts with Cersei and Jamie living together with their kid. They're the incesty couple, oh, yeah. brother-sister, um, and they have a child who wasn't one of the children on the show, which confused me. Um, I'm hanging out with Bran, who's the paralyzed kid that was pushed out of the window. He's sitting in his wheelchair. Um, there is currently... A White Walker army war, so in the north, they're like the ice monsters. So I knew that was happening, but like I wasn't anywhere near it. Um, somehow I just kill Cersei and Jamie. 
Like, it's just the fourth line. Kill Cersei and Jamie. And then Nick Offerman, question mark, as his character from Fargo, was just there. <laughs> like, this is the dumbest story I've ever had, but it was really funny. Um, Jon Snow is suddenly attacking us. Us, as in me and Nick, I guess we're like a team now. I don't know. Um, move to more King's Landing-like location. So that's like more of like the sandy city place where the royal family are. It's just needless explanation. Um, Rob Stark waiting there, question mark. We sneak around him to avoid. So apparently he's on Cersei and Jamie's side, which doesn't make sense. Aren't they dead? Apparently, but I'm like, why? But he still supports them. Yeah, and it's like, why are we hiding from him? I don't really know, because I feel like... I mean, if Jon Snow is attacking us, I guess Rob Snow would follow suit. I mean, um... Oops. Marjorie sees me and tries to help me. Okay. (laughs) Also a weird alliance. So now it's me, Nick Offerman, and Marjorie. Um... She starts attacking Rob with her female fighters. I feel like this was some sort of Black Panther Okoye-esque female fighters that suddenly, like, appeared out of nowhere. Um, Okay, they all die as I keep running through the buildings. I guess I've lost Nick Offerman. Um, R.I.P. His character from Fargo is really great. You should watch it. Um, I meet Tyrion in one of the bungalows. I assume he's not on the side of his brother and sister who he hates. Um, he doesn't seem interested in the low-key war until I beg him to help me. What a mood. Um, I walk through the house into a museum. This is where it got weird. It was like This a, is where it got weird. This is where it got weird. It was like a next level that I was like, okay. It was it was a museum in like some sort of sandstone building. Um, and it had like lots of glass boxes, sort of like a powerhouse where they're all like boxes oh, and yeah, not like yeah. against the wall. So, like, you could walk in between all the different artifacts. And they were all very, like, low-level. Like, they didn't go to the ceilings or whatever. And it had a lot of Asian-inspired stuff. So I was a bit like, this is problematic. <laughs> I love how in your dream you were just like, mm. <laughs> I imagined the white people being problematic in my dream as well. It's My dreams are super realistic, obviously. Um, I find some knives and curved swords. This was, like... How do you describe it? Like Sinbad-esque, like rounded mm-hmm. knife that's very, very sharp. Um, I said they're really thick and seem to only be display items, <laughs> but they're still sharp. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I also remember they were like really like bright red, so they weren't subtle. <laughs> okay, I say I go hide. Um, enter Stannis, who's like the mean, the mean king across the sea, but somehow is on this side. Um, enter Stannis with his warriors who try and hunt me down, but Tyrion convinces them to talk, and I sit nearby and overhear the discussion. So, if you imagine, like, if they were in, like, a big open area, and then there was, like, some half walls, I was just behind a half wall, so I could still listen to what they were saying. There were sort of, like, war discussions, trying to bargain their way out. Um, <laughs> just as Offerman is coming towards me. <laughs> Did he die? I- Maybe Joe's had a zombie dream after all. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is the zombie dream. Um, a man and a woman working for Stannis approach to kill me, and I kill the guy, and I kill the girl, but she's pregnant. <laughs> so I had to stab her. It's so bad. Um, you don't have to. She was going to kill me if I didn't. You stabbed the baby as well? You know what? Let's see. <laughs> So she tries to stab me, 
but I was faster, so I ended up stabbing her a lot. <laughs> I put like a lot. Like I have to make sure that you know that I did really well. Um, okay, this is where it gets weird. She kept like the knives that she was holding. She kept them like in front. I remember this distinctly because I was this part hurt. Um, she like held two knives in both hands, like oh, in you're this. Me about this. Yeah, but they were like yeah. right in front of her. But that was like literally where I was stabbing her, and I was like, listen. So every time like I went to stab her, I would like slice my hands along like the blade because I was like super into it, I guess. Um, but I remember because I kept sliding, like it kept slicing the same part of like my arm and it was like, it was like shedding, but like in a, in a really weird I mean, sort like, of meat grinder way. I mean, like, I don't want to critique your dream, but like, it doesn't make sense. why didn't you stab her somewhere else? I don't know. I honestly <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. That's, that's my dream logic or maybe my regular logic. Cause I was like, this is fine. But I remember that hurt, and like I was bleeding a lot. And then um, Tyrion yells at me to run instead, instead of continuing to slice my own arms up. And then I run further into the museum, and it becomes like a weird maze. And I started to describe the museum because it was a lot of interesting stuff that I remembered. But it was like super red carpets, and it had like. Um, like it wasn't even flooring like for some reason like there was like a square in the middle which had like a couple stairs going down into it and then like just like random levels everywhere else where like some of the artifacts would be raised up mm-hmm. so it was very uneven and that's where it got into like the maze-esque version and yeah varying glass box size sizes and a lot of the artifacts were just red and blue for no reason they were all chinese inspired white walls and there was no main path so it just became some weird puzzle maze that confused the heck out of me and then I woke up and I had to check my arms because I was like I hope they're in one piece and not 20,000 yeah fair enough so that was a weird one that doesn't happen often but I hope you enjoyed my Nick Offerman Game of Thrones dream I really just need to start a petition for Nick Offerman to be in there (laughs) (laughs) just to pop up and die and appear later on as if nothing happened yeah, yeah. wow I mean out of 10 I'd give that dream a solid 8.5 <laughs> you lose points because I don't know who any of those people were that's okay I understand and also the logic of me stabbing the same I feel like that's a very like the, uh, the slicing around is like a very mm-hmm. like del Toro-esque sort of like touch to the dream like I was watching because some, for some reason it took me 70 years to get around to it. I was watching Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and I honestly just want him, like Del Toro to make a film that doesn't make me want to vomit. <laughs> like, I love the films, but, like, the gore is just so specific. And it, like, really hits like, you. Yeah, and, like, it's just terrible, but I love it. But it's terrible. I loved before that I before I watched Shape of Water, you were like, there are two specific scenes that will gross the hell out of you. And I was like waiting for it the whole film. And the moment they happened, I was like, this is the one. And I texted you <laughs> yeah, right on. I just got the text that was like, the fingers. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh. And then after I was like, the fish hook. <laughs> and then they were like, Yep, I've, I see that you've I, seen it. I understand it. where you are at right now. <laughs> oh my God. And now when you watch it, you'll be like, the, the fingers. fingers. I don't know if I want to now. You should, it's, it's really good. It's beautiful, it's lovely. It's lovely, except for those, just those two scenes. It's just a very quick sort of two things that happen real fast that will scar you forever. 
Yeah. You see, it's the scarring me forever bit. Like, forever's a while. But it's great. Like, it's worth when life. I become a ghost or in, like, my next past life... I mean, no. <laughs> no. In my next life, am I just going to be, like, born and just be, like, the fingers? I mean, probably. <laughs> Most likely. But, I mean, like, the rest of the film is pretty beautiful. It stays with you. Yeah. So it's, like, maybe, like, a minute out of whatever the runtime is. Mm. It's good. It's, it's like, two it. hours and four minutes. Or there you go. It's like I watched the trailer for Annihilation, nice. and that scarred me a little bit. And I, was I like, haven't seen the trailer. I heard it's not indicative of the film. Mm, but the grass and the arm, I can't it's do so that. Pretty. No, no, it's so pretty. No, There's so much worse than it's that in, in the, the film. Arm. No, it's that grosses me out. It's like in Black Swan when she starts putting the fucking. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like that I like scarred that me as a child. <laughs> that one's great though. Like it doesn't stop it from being a great film. You still have to watch no. it. No. No. They also root for Annihilation. I made my mum watch Annihilation, and like 10 minutes into the movie, she was like, Oh, I read this book last week. (laughs) Okay, cool. It might have been even longer than 10 minutes, but it was like far enough in that it's like, Did you not pick up on this fact (laughs) beforehand? Yeah, well, my mom's bought an iBook, so if you want to borrow it, I'm sure you can. <laughs> Still, her iPad for a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Just mail it to me. Any other weird dreams? <laughs> I mean, that's oh. the extent of mine. I'm sure oh, you have goodness. a lot. Like, a lot of things happened in this dream I had the other night, but like, the one thing that I very vividly, like, I wrote down the dream and then I remembered as part of the dream that I hadn't considered. Mm-hmm. And that was the fact that throughout the whole dream, I had like this beard, but like a very long, very soft beard that I was like stroking periodically through this dream. Wow. <laughs> like, I don't really know why or where or like, any of it. I love but that you just... went through the whole dream and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it was a beard. <laughs> I genuinely, like, wrote down this, like, oh, no, I need to find it. Yeah, I was like, the dream that I've written down says, I went to this weird massive shopping centre with my mum and dad and my friend Caitlin to get clothes for my dad and also to find black liquid eyeliner. Didn't find anything we were looking for, but bumped into, like, three of my friends from high school and then my mom decided we should go on a family trip to Canberra. Then she says, and also I had a beard for some reason. <laughs> but like, it was not out of place in the dream at all. For some reason, like, no one pointed it out. And I remember maybe the dream as well. But I was like, maybe. Quite possibly. But I also remember like in the dream thinking, being like, should I like shape this up a bit more? Or like, what should I do? It was very just. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. It's beautifully eloquent and simple. Mm. It's the yeah. kind of dream I would like to have. That's a good dream. I wish now I want a beard. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, nothing's stopping you. I think I could pull one off too. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Would mm. you get it like matching your hair or something wildly Oh different? no, I'd go like bright red. That's bright, a good choice. Yeah. Bright red. Um, and then I'd dye my hair white. So, mm-hmm. like, just so I could be, like, Christmas all year round. I'd be, like, weird Santa. Like, those, ah, oh, those, like, what are they called? They have an Instagram account. It's, like, the bearded gaze or something. 
like they're like I think they might be don't know to be honest with gay men I'm like I don't know whether your brothers are dating I have no idea and I don't want to say the wrong thing but they like put like things in their beards and like take full photo shoots and like glitter like I think they might have started the whole glitter beard revolution Mm, like flowers and baubles and everything I'm like if I had a beard that's where I'd go with it yeah I know the ones that you'd be like I've got to make it a statement piece every day of the year (laughs) but imagine the cleanup just like I can't imagine like things in my hair let alone things in like my beard like so near my face it'd be i mean kudos to them for sticking to it but to each their own yeah okay yeah i'm gonna cut this bit out sorry (laughs) such a joke trying to think about what what other dreams i've had i don't know i had a weird dream last night but it was like after i'd woken up and then i like turn off my alarm and I was like I can get half an hour more so I set an alarm and I went back to sleep half an hour and I had like a rosemary's baby oh my god kind of dream. I love rosemary's baby what kind like I've what, never seen it before <laughs> I've never seen it no <laughs> so I was just, it you looking inside a crib no it was me and for some reason I was in a haunted house that my family had rented out and I left something upstairs and I had to get it and I was pregnant and I don't know why and I was just remember just seeing it just being like don't really want this to happen don't really want to have a baby not really my like thing eight months pregnant yeah pretty had much. <laughs> and my parents were like can you just go and get it? I think you left like your your diary under like the pillow upstairs because like I have like a diary and I keep it under a pillow and I remember being like why the fuck would I bring my diary to this haunted house that we're renting out over the summer? Also, why am I pregnant? And, like, I remember I just kept asking everyone, like, why am I pregnant now? And my mom was like, you know, it's natural. And I was like, I don't want kids, like, ever. And she was like, my, you know, your body's changing. I was like, shut up. I don't want to have a baby. And I just remember we're in a haunted house, and I'm just like, oh, it's the devil's baby. Maybe it's because I watched, like, Witches of Eastwick. Maybe that's why. I don't know, but I just remember that I had a dream last, like, well, technically this morning, and I was pregnant in it, and I was really that's upset. Crazy. That's my nightmare. Actually, I also had a pregnant dream at some point. Again, <laughs> no idea when. I just remember that that happened. Yeah. And now I'm, like, also scrolling back through all of my old dreams, and Jake Gyllenhaal pops up more than I realise. Oh <laughs> I'm not I mean, like, it makes sense. sense. But, like... I don't, I just found, like, a full dream that I, like, do not remember having at all. Well, now you have to say And so I've got to read it out for you guys. It's fairly long, but, like, it's it literally just says, we were living by this beach and getting massive amounts of sweets because it's Valentine's Day? Question mark. This was on the 21st of February, mind you. Okay. Um, and then realising that a few people are missing and going to find my brother and two of his friends. But finding their car by the water and having to save them from drowning, then it's just like got a dash. So I'm guessing it's a different dream, but I don't know. Like I generally, I'm like, I don't know whether they're connected in some way or not. But mm-hmm. it's like same night. It's like going to the movies with Jake Gyllenhaal, except he's hard of hearing, so we need subtitles. <laughs> and also, all of the chairs are backwards, so I show him how to sit backwards in a chair, so it's fine and comfortable. And then I hang out with him and Kirsten Dunst. And then I go with him to hang out with his other friends, and apparently he's being paid by Kirsten, 
Kirsten Dunst's father to hang out with her, and then I steal some of his friend's shoes. And Jake is like, I enjoy spending time with you more than any of these people. <laughs> oh like, this God. is what my dream, so like, nice. my dream, like, self is going through at the moment. I need me a dad like Kirsten Dunst's father. <laughs> Honestly, oh. same. My memory of celebrity dreams. Oh my god! Have you ever like had like your celebrity crush dream? I had one I recently. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered the one that I had recently with Celine Rigaud. Oh my god! What and was, I was it? Like, she okay? She's French. She, I don't know if she understands a word of English. I've had to like get all of, like the interviews that she's done. And I have to copy and paste them into Google Translate oh, just to read them. Like, this is real life. This isn't a dream. This is a hellscape that I'm living when you have a niche celebrity crush that can only speak French. It's a nightmare. That's been my day anyway, trying to find her interviews. But I had a dream that we were, like, living together and we were dating. And she was speaking French to me, but I could understand everything she was saying. And I was like, cool okay so then like that's fine like let's just let's chill out and we had a really nice apartment but for some it was her apartment but it was the middle of winter and just one side of the like the house had no walls and it was snowing oh and God. I was like it's really cold in here babe like build a wall and she was just like no like I like it this way like it's more romantic I'm just like I'm fucking freezing. <laughs> Celine, just build a fucking wall. Like, you're rich. Like, you're a celebrity. Like, it's not that hard. Let's move. And she's like, no. Like, I like my house like this. And then I was like, you don't understand. Like, we need a wall. And then, like, it got to the point where she was just like, what do you mean? There's a wall right there. And I was like, there's not a wall. And we got into an argument. And then she was just like, oh, well. And that was my dream. That was my That's celebrity dream. Yeah. <laughs> What a riveting day. I just like the fact that I had a dream where I was dating my celebrity crush. True. That is the literal dream. And that I could understand French. <laughs> I feel like I'm imagining it like like she was speaking like the sound of gibberish and you just had some English subtitles That's and you're like, yep. No English Ooh. subtitles. I was just like, yeah, totally understand what you're saying, babe. <laughs> so like, it's not even like a real French. It's like no. Muppet language. It like, was probably okay. just her saying "Je m'appelle Le Gasson" like over and over oh, again, yeah. and I was just Different like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah, like, got it. Yeah, great, cool. But yeah, we had a really nice apartment despite there not being a wall there. Fair enough. Have you ever been in someone else's dream? <sighs> I feel like I have, but I have really shit memories. So they probably told me, and I was like, yeah, cool. Because, like, cause you were just talking about, like, celebrity crush dreams, and I was just thinking, of like, my friend had a dream recently that, like, it was, like, I was in it, but so was Jake Gyllenhaal. <gasps> this is everything in the parallel universe. And she was, like, yeah, so you, like, the two of you, like, disappeared into this room, and they were, like, are yeah, they yeah. banging? And then I could just hear you laughing. <laughs> And then you disappeared, and I was in the room with Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, "You guys taking but turns?" But I'm like, what what, "But like, also, what kind of world where like genuinely, if I did have time alone with Jake Gyllenhaal, I'd just be like, let's chat. How are you doing?'" Which reminds me of another dream I had about him recent, very recently. Don't know why. Like, I do know why, but I also don't know why I have so many dreams about him. 
Um, I know why. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not obsessed with him. It's fine. You just anyway, like him a lot. I like him a lot. And I have a group chat on Twitter where we just share photos of him. Because why not? I'm part of um, like a Turkish fan group on Facebook for Jake Journal. What? <laughs> it's just like periodically posting or like like photos of him from the paparazzi or like oh he's gonna be in this movie or like recently oh who was that drew barrymore where she shaded him on i'm so mad about that but yeah just like what happened i can't there was like this basically there was this interview like game thing was it on james corden i can't remember i don't know it was one of those like like gross food or answer the question yeah it was literally like eat gross food or answer this question Mm -hmm. and like she got this question that was like who is the least talented co-star you've worked with and the options were Colin Firth, Adam Sandler, and Jake Gyllenhaal. And she picked Jake Gyllenhaal. As the least talented. That's Compared like... to Colin Firth and Adam Sandler. I can't deal with what that. What the hell? And then she turned up to the, like, obviously there was heaps of like, backlash or whatever. And she turned up, like, yesterday to the, like, Santa Clarita diet, whatever, red carpet for the new season with a sign that said, I heart Jake Gyllenhaal. It also just looked terribly tacky. I was yeah, just like... and everyone was like, you've made your terrible decision. Like, sit down. <laughs> but, yeah, so I have beef with Drew Barrymore now, like. I don't. What a terrible decision. Like, it's just a bad decision. Anyway, the dream that I was going to say as well. I met him in, like, I was in this store and, like, it was, like, one of the big, massive, like, city beach or, like, general pants or something in the city. I have no idea. And, like, Jake Gyllenhaal was there and I was like, oh, my God. And so, like, went up to say hi and he was like, you know who I am, right? And, like, me being the funny person I am, I was like, yeah, you're Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. And he was like... And I was like, I'm kidding. And then for some reason we got photos together, but like he was giving me a piggyback in these photos. And he was like, do you want to take your hat off? And I hadn't realized that I was like wearing this like really tacky like red and white trucker's hat for some reason. But then like that was that was the whole thing. Why do I have like secondhand embarrassment from that dream? But like the worst thing is I think I was telling one of my friends and she was like, that's definitely something you would say. Like I'm that person, like, whenever I get nervous, I'm like, here's a witty thing that's not, <laughs> that's just dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Thank I you. wish I had more Jake Gyllenhaal dreams, to be honest. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Just to wake up and be like, Jake Gyllenhaal was there. Yeah, he's such a lovely man. My mum got the GQ magazine with him on the cover for my dad, and then my dad just, like, immediately, without reading, just gave it straight to me. <laughs> I was like, that's a mood. <laughs> I don't know. Lovely. I don't know enough about Jake Gyllenhaal to have dreams about him, but I feel like I'm missing yeah. out. I can stand Jake. He's Gyllenhaal. a lovely man. He's like my favorite actor. Like anything he is in, I will watch it, no matter how terrible it looks. Oh, Even yeah. though he doesn't really choose terrible film projects, well, so I'm like he has in the past. But we're not talking about what? Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> not so often nowadays. Not let's so say. Nowadays. Um, Except Enemy, I really did not like that. Yeah, Enemy was terrible. But he got to be in it twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, he, like, met his doppelganger in Enemy, by the way. Just so that then, joke makes more sense. Yeah. But I really, oh, just, like, the what, like the things that they did with that story. Like, it was so cool at the beginning. And then I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. It was this. Yeah. As, as soon as you said doppelganger, though, my mind immediately went to Parent Trap. And yeah. I just imagined Jake as, Gyllenhaal as do. That'd be good. doing Jake the Parent Gyllenhaal Trap. Jake Gyllenhaal in the Parent Trap. I was thinking last night, though, before I went to bed, 
I was just like, Wes Anderson should redo The Parent Trap. <laughs> God. Like, I think that'd be really good. But, like, now it should just star Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like now I have beef with Wes Anderson. Hmm. If you read, there was an article about Wes Anderson and its appropriation of Japanese culture yeah, and how And now I'm like, damn it, I wanted to like this. And I know it's going to be, like, at the back of my mind the moment I start watching it, but I'm like... Yeah, I'm like... Just disappointed, mm-hmm. you know? Like, part of my, like, brain is always, like... If you look deep enough, anything's going to be problematic and you're not going to be able to enjoy it. But the rest of me is like, stop ignoring things because you don't want to confront it. Exactly. Like, I just need good people to start making films. Yeah. I also didn't like that I saw, like, so many headlines on, like, Facebook and other social media platforms that was like, is I Love Dogs appropriation? And I'm like, if a person of colour has already told you that it is a bad yeah. misrepresentation of culture. You can't question that anymore. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Mm. Yeah. I want to make a film. Same. Same. Like, my whole thing, I like, like, at one point this year, I was like, I'm going to write a film script. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any ideas for anything, mm. except these really weird dreams that I can't actually turn into anything because they yeah. make no sense. Just like a short <laughs> film of you and Jake Gyllenhaal in general pants. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't be mad about it. Just like His new weird, ambitious stuff. projects. <laughs> Please. I would, I'd root for that kind of phase in his career. I mean, that's kind of where he's at now, though. I feel like he's not, like... Quirky and spontaneous enough yet. Like he's yeah. not at the point. But he's like working towards it again because he because he's just over, like he did stronger, which was his own production mm-hmm. companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one so with Teddy on and Slani, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very that interview with like him and Jeff Bowman from that like there's like this whole bit where they were like interviewing each other mm-hmm. and there's like a clip that's gone like viral ish ages ago. That was like Jeff's being like as a joke. He's like, so like if you lost your legs in real life, do you reckon that like Taylor Swift would write a song about it? <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's like, you know, like a country song. And then Jeff's just like, she's moved more into pop now. <laughs> it was like my favorite thing. But like the first time I saw that interview, I was like, oh, that's funny. This guy is weird. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is the guy that he's playing in the movie because they're gonna become like best friends now. That's adorable. Yeah, I like that. And I was reading about, oh my god, I was reading about Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger and like how they met and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, wow, I'm gonna cry all of a sudden. It, honestly, <laughs> like it came up in like the whole GQ magazine that my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. It was like in the interview, but it was like they were both auditioning for Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. like the part that Ewan McGregor got. And like That'd the be whole such day, such a different film. Sorry, yeah. Continue. But, like, the whole day, they'd all been, like, switched in and out of dressing rooms, and, like, none of them met each other that whole day, but it was, like, this really long, ridiculous process. And then after that, obviously, they both, like, kind of got in touch, but then they both were in Brokeback. Then after the whole thing with Brokeback Mountain, Heath Ledger, like, texted Jake, and he was, like, Baz Luhrmann just offered me a role in his next film. (laughs) He's, like, don't worry, I turned it down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's the oh level of kindness that I want to reach. Like, I love them. Oh my god. god. Yeah, they're just so wholesome. Brilliant. This whole podcast was like dreams, and now it's like the Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Jake show. Gyllenhaal. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal. He is the dream. He is so oh, lovely. Man, 
I'm like, yeah. the fact that his dogs are named Atticus and Boo Radley <laughs> makes me so happy. Oh my God. I love that photo of him holding his dog, like some sort of weird watermelon. <laughs> oh, I should make that the cover art. Yes, so do it. Yeah. Please. <laughs> dreams. <laughs> dreams. Yeah. Uh, what is yeah. this going to be? Like, Dreams Part 2? I don't know. Living the Dream. Oh, Steve. I want to lose the dream. What is the dream? I don't know. Yet. Just a strong <laughs> shrug. Um, like to eventually live in like an apartment with my celebrity wife. Without no walls. walls. With no walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understand French. Does it count as an apartment if there's minimal wall use? Well, it's a minimal space. She's a minimalist. No. <laughs> take a lot to please her. That's why she's dating you. Wow. Okay. That cut a that little got, too deep. That got way too, way too. I completely agree with you. <laughs> I mean, like, what do I offer in this relationship? Nothing. No walls. No walls. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why don't you build a wall? Why'd you make her? Maybe it's a, a metaphor for you bringing your walls down in relationships with people. Oh in your life. shit! Whoa! Wow! Whoa! Whoa! I mean, it's never gonna happen, which is probably why I was <laughs> trying to get her to build it up. But... <laughs> it's like there's no walls. You do it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> me at my therapist. Oh. No. And I love how, like, you expected her to just, like, magically mm. conjure them up. That's true. Like, <laughs> walls. Well, she has resources. to, like, go to Hardlave and <laughs> find the bricks and start building it. That's the dream, though. I just want to... I want a celebrity wife. One day. Yeah. Oh, just, yes. That'd be so nice. Minimal expectations. <laughs> To end, oh no, yeah, I don't even need. I understand why I have that dream now. It's because I want to just completely avoid dating and just go straight to being oh. in like a stable relationship. But it's not stable because you don't have all the walls. But it's stable because we were but realizing a healthy, how unrealistic those decisions are. But we were also having a healthy, it was a healthy relationship. We were arguing, but we didn't split up. <laughs> there were no walls. What if you died of frostbite? Well, or hypothermia. Have, well, it's a dream, isn't it? I wouldn't have died. But if we're talking symbolism of the dream, it's involved. Hmm. 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 Thing to think about. <laughs> a concept. Damn, what's the universe trying to tell me? What's your mind trying to tell you? What are you trying to tell yourself? That's the real question. But I should just build a wall. Okay, Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> maybe Donald Trump had a dream where he was just like, damn, it's really cold in my house. Why is there no wall there? And oh. you like, you appeared in his dream and you were like, meet my wife. Meet my and then wife. she started speaking French and he was like, oh no, foreigners. <laughs> and then he woke up really confused when he should have been building a wall for me. He was just what? like, where am I building this wall? Yeah, maybe that's why he's yeah he's lost it. Like he was like, I know I need to build a wall, a wall for some foreign people. But like, yeah, he's like, there was a foreign girl in there, so I know it's for them. <laughs> this took a weird turn. Don't you love analyzing dreams? Honestly, yes. It's very difficult also mm -hmm. for me to like analyze like what the difference is between like like dreams. Like anxiety in dreams and like mm. movies in dreams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they all blend together so seamlessly. Yeah, because I'm like, I know that dreams about like my 
family members dying. I'm like, that's an anxiety-related thing. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, weird dreams about going to prison. I'm like, that's a film-related dream. But I'm like, is mm-hmm. that trying to tell me something about my life or is it purely yeah, like, just my brain trying to process all of this? Do you ever, like, research them? Because I know this morning after the pregnancy dream, I was just like, nah, nah, I need to know what that's about because that's just – that's messing mm-hmm. me up. And, like – I read, like, if it's an unwanted pregnancy, then it means that, like, you're going through, like, a difficult time and you're confused and you don't know what to do and you're, like, at crossroads. But I feel like that is so general. That could apply to so many different types of anxiety dreams as well. Like... Well, I know that, like, being pregnant in a dream and if you don't want it, then it's, like, anxiety. Mm. But it's also just, like, your brain trying to figure shit out, like... Yeah, I feel like every time I've tried to, like, Google to analyze a dream, like, it's been, like, so general or, like, the specifics of my dream haven't matched with, like, the weird symbolic things that they have on their website. Like, I'll tell you about a dream that I had, like, two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was, like, um, me and three other friends and we were going to set up, like, a picnic spot and we were, like, walking through this park and we found a spot, but there was, like, this lady who kind of reminded me of um you know the optical illusion where you see the old lady and you see the young woman it was the old lady version of that image and she had been following us around the park until we like found our spot and we started setting up and she was like getting like creeping closer and then she took like our basket and she like ran off with it and I was like freaking out um, but like in the whole ruckus of her taking it, like I had sliced my what is it mean slicing my yeah, arm what the open? Hell? <laughs> but I had like sliced my arm open and I was bleeding everywhere. And like my two friends had gone and chased after her and the one that had stayed, like all we had was like um like plastic cellophane and it was just like continual layers of wrapping with the cellophane and like I could still see myself bleeding through because it was clear. And that was the end of the dream and I was like do you have like a fear of bleeding to death like i mean who doesn't have that fear but it's like not a specific thing that i thought about i mean i feel like a lot of like dream dream analysis could easily just be like what's the logical ties here because like listening to that like obviously like the old lady part is like you're afraid of losing something important to you Mm -hmm. like whatever and then like the cellophane could even just be like you've got problems that are happening and like without like you're trying to fix them but all you're doing is like trying to cover it up and it's not mm-hmm. working right like yeah i can see that being applicable but still like i want like a real yeah specific i need to like answer. pay someone to like analyze my dreams for me every morning but then they'll give you the exact same answer and you're like they're like you're an anxious mess <laughs> I'm like cool oh my god tell me something i don't know <laughs> yeah it's weird no, all I can think about is like the, at the very beginning of Love Simon, where he's like talking about like the contact stream, and they're like, maybe there's something you're not seeing, and Simon's just like sitting in the front seat, like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's weird. That's me. I need to see that movie. You do. It's very it's cute. Good. Yes. I finished reading the book last night. How was it? That's very good. Film? Different. I mean, How different. Like, it's different in, like, the way of, like, like, I'm, I still like the way the film was made and I still like the way the book was written, but I don't think that the way that the book was written would have translated into a film the way, like, as well, Mm -hmm. if they hadn't made the changes they did. 
Can you tell me what was different? I mean, like, the whole Ferris wheel scene doesn't happen. Okay. Like, it's much more secluded. Okay. Which is, like, like, really cute. It's, like, very much, like, like, yeah, like, there's a whole moment where he's, like, do you want to hold hands? To be, like, do you want to, like, actually take this step like, and let everyone know, like, there isn't that whole thing. Lyle doesn't exist in the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, there's just, like, heaps more stuff. Like, um, Leah doesn't have a crush on him in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, little random things. He has another sister. He has okay. an older sister. Yeah, I feel like that But it's, like, that, yeah, it's not as relevant. The play wasn't Cabaret. The play was Oliver, which, like, is very clearly like... just, like... <laughs> Cabaret's great. Yeah, it's, like, just very clearly copyright issues. Like, they probably couldn't get Oliver or whatever. I feel like... like I don't know. I had... I feel like the way that they did the end, so there was like a Ferris wheel thing, and they were like, "I know, I saw the gifts on Tumblr." Yeah, and they were like, "But if I was this blue person, I wouldn't fucking go up there. What the fuck? I'd be standing yeah. in the crowd, like, yeah, I'm not doing that." Yeah, like it's such like a big like, yeah, because of the crowd, it's very much like it's so screw for forcing. Yeah, whole, like, it's thing. like he was forced out, but he's gonna force this other person to be out. That's so rude. Yeah. I, that's what I had a problem with. I was like, it's all cutesy and whatever, but I'm like, I would, if I was in this position, I would 100% not yeah. handle it this way. But also in the book, it's not a big tumble post. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, the whole thing like, that you kind of miss on the, in the movie is that, like, the Creek Secrets blog is just a Tumblr blog. Yeah. Um, but, like, instead of being, like, a blog post, it's an email to him privately. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, a, a lot more, like, hey, if you want to be here. And, like, the bands change and there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, more cute moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, also pretty much the whole way through the, like, the book, he thinks it's Cal. So okay. there isn't so much of, like, this person looked at me, it's definitely blue. That person looked at me, it's blue. <laughs> but also me. It's, like... <laughs> oh, Cal's really cute, and also other people are cute, but I think it's probably him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. But it was all right. Yeah. I had a decent time watching it. I had much lower expectations, and they were, like, exceeded slightly. That's all I, I mean, my big thing was that I was sort of like, I even low-key tweeted about it today, but, like, so many of the moments with his parents and with his friends, like, you look at it and, like, as someone growing up in, like, a relatively well-off, like, family, like, being a white person and, like, all of that, like, a lot of the situations, like, these are things that I wanted to hear when I came out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, this whole scene with his mum, this whole scene with his dad. And, like, so many people I know have also said that they felt the same way, but it's, like, there are things that his mum says to him that you just kind of, like, sit there and you're, like, this is really what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, yeah. for me, it's an important film, but I think... In my mind, I'm like, it's so much more important for people who are now figuring out their sexuality and figuring out where they fit in the world. Mm -hmm. And, like, I related it to Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is, like, my favourite film. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's it was one of those films, Perks for me was, like, one of those films that, like, I found just at the right time that I needed in my life. And, like, it said the things that I needed to hear and I saw, like, the people in the film that I wanted to see. And, like, I feel like... Love, Simon can be that for other people. Like, yeah. showing kids that, like, you're not alone mm-hmm. and things are going to be okay and not all stories about queer people are going to be sad. <laughs> We're not <laughs> dying, it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, I think also it's a very good, like, there are a lot of complaints about it being, like, too, pro- like, not 
too progressive, like not progressive enough, and like he's a white guy, and like all of this. But like, I think it's sort of in a weird way the way to like edge like common moviegoers into having more mm. queer films. Yeah, for sure. Sort of like started off easy. Because it's sort of like, like if you compare it to Moonlight, even though they're completely different films, it's like they're much more like the general public is going to be more accepting of a white romantic comedy film than they would yeah. a drama like queer film about black kids yeah and um, i think also because with moonlight that wasn't like the sole issue either like there were exactly. so many other issues being like seen in that and there are a few other issues in Love, Simon, but it's not really. It's sort of like, it's like here is a film a... about the fact that being gay is okay and that's the main premise of the film. Yeah. It's rather like than the other this topics... kid is gay and 17 other things happen. Exactly. It was like more of like a niche film where this is like more accessible. I yes. Guess. Yeah. And I appreciate it for what it is, but... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's never... Like, it was never a film that was going to set out to try and get Oscars. Like... Oh. But, like, everyone's acting like, oh, let's compare it to, like, Call Me By Your Name and compare it to this. And it's like, that's um, not it. the point. It's like, yeah. we can have more than one film about gay people. Yeah. I think that's that's the dream, though, like, for it to be, like, more accessible. Like, yeah, I never thought that I'd even hear about a film that was in cinemas that was about, like, a queer kid. Like... Where I live, um, we had to go to Newtown to see Call Me By Your Name because mm-hmm. no, no yeah, one same. near my house was showing, was that's showing like it. a 40 kilometre trip I, yeah. to see a film. <laughs> I literally yeah. live like in Sydney's Bible Belt. Yeah. But like the weirdest thing was like how happy I was when like the whole like, like plebiscite thing happened was like one place near my house it was like literally still like 10 minutes away from my house like the headspace nearby was like hanging a pride flag Mm -hmm. I was like this is such a weird thing to see in my area but like yeah yeah, the concept that like movies like Love Time are going to be being played for kids who can't necessarily get to it like Mm -hmm. who can't necessarily get to other films that are happening and like even just like, kids who don't necessarily, like, not necessarily know they're gay, but, like, are just starting on that whole process and, like, but even just, like, not being in a position where they can access, like, heaps of stuff about, like, queer youth and, like, like, yeah, just in the beginning or being highly, like, anxious and, like, self-conscious about it to sort of just be, like, I'm going to go see this movie and kind of come out being, like, I know where I am and I know that regardless of what happens there are people in the world that will support me mm-hmm. yeah and sure. i think that's a very important thing to be happening mm-hmm. and i think it's very good yeah yeah i agree cool cool yeah thanks for being on thank you for having me you enjoyed the stories from your dream <laughs> journal <laughs> the messy place that is my brain it was great thank you it was entertaining yeah yeah cool so you're welcome back anytime Thank if you. you have more dreams and yeah. you want to talk about something else, that's fine too. We're awesome. always here. Past <laughs> like always. <laughs> Every week. Not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not busy. Cool. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. See you.